What's up, family? I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And just a reminder, if you're liking this podcast, make sure you like it and you subscribe and you make sure you leave a great comment. I would love for you to do that. But anywho, I want to deter from what we were talking about last week and I will get back to it next week where we're going to talk about preparation, the how and the where. But today I want to talk about fathers. Yesterday was Father's Day and I want to talk about it from the aspect of what a father means to me. And I want you to ask yourself the same question. What does a father mean to you? And I want you to take that definition and ask yourself, is that something that you're applying into your own life when it comes to dating relationships? If say you're a single mom and you're dating or if you're a father currently and you know you never had a father in your life you might want to do that as a self-check to say okay am I representing this definition that I have of a father or you might just be learning on the way but I really want us to take a deep dive and think about what a father means to us and just think about it from the lens of dating think about it from the lens of who we are as individuals and even took it look at it all the way to the deeper roots of what kind of healing that we might need to do because maybe our relationship with our fathers is strained we don't have it or it's something that's just in a weird place so let's talk about that today and again thank you for joining me on another episode make sure you grab your notepad your pen in case you have any takeaways that you want to reflect on later let's get into this message I am excited to bring you my new book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You. This book details my journey of coming to the United States and being excited to embrace the American culture. But unfortunately, my culture was not accepted and I found myself being bullied as a young girl. And in this process, I decided that I wanted to disconnect from my culture to be more accepted into American culture. And through that process, I got so depressed from trying to fit in that I attempted suicide my freshman year in high school. So this book talks about the journey of what I did to become radically transformed to be the strong woman I am today. This book is something that's really going to enable the reader to understand and embrace who they are, embrace what makes them special and become radically transformed. Get your copy today at becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com or check it out at my website at aishathomas.org. Ladies out there, have you ever been hit with the Cinderella syndrome? And I don't know what it looks like for males, but Cinderella syndrome is when you have this idea or you fall into this idea of romanticism that looks like a prince coming to save you. Well, as a young girl, that was very attractive to me. Movies have evolved now where, you know, Disney movies from the past, that was pretty much the recurring theme. But now you see women roles and women are the ones that are saving the planet. They're the ones that are just as, you know, hardcore or fierce and strong like the men roles are. But when I was growing up, I watched a lot of movies where that's, that was the case. You know, girl falls in love with boy, um, boy whisks her way into like happily ever after. So I was I was struck with that bug. And I know it was mainly because of the situations that I experienced as a young girl with the bullying and all the trauma that I went through. I literally went to therapy yesterday and my therapist mapped out how long I had been dealing with a lot of the trauma that I've dealt with. And 
I mean, between five to 17 years old, that's 12 years of trauma. And just going through a lot of the stuff I went through as a young girl did have like the idea of being going away to this magical land like you see in movies or being whisked away by somebody that was going to save you sounded very appealing. But as you dig deeper or as I dug deeper into that, that really tied into the relationship that I had with my father. See, because I grew up in a, you know, an African home um, and a lot of other foreign parents or foreign, um, um, you know, people out there probably can relate to the level of strength or push that you get within a household where it's about pride, it's about your name, it's about respect and you hitting a certain level of success and just being like the bomb.com with everything. So the pressure is pretty hardcore. So just imagine, you know, having a father um, or having a family that has that type of mindset. And then your daughter is just out here wilding. She's failing school. She's struggling. She's not listening. She's just out here wilding. And that's what I was doing. And people don't know what wilding is. That means just bad. It's acting, just doing all the things I was not supposed to do. So that's what I was doing as a young girl. So my father pretty much disconnected from me. You know, of course, I know he loved me. I know he probably, you know, um, yeah, love me through the process. But if you, even if you watch movies or shows, excuse me, like intervention, intervention is a show where, you know, it follows drug addicts or people who are dealing with some type of disorders, typically drug addiction and how at the end they want them to go to therapy. They wanted them to sign up and go to some type of rehab to get the help that they need. And typically what you see is that the mom is just always there supporting that addict. They're enabling them a lot of times because, of course, you know, like most mothers, we're emotional. We want our kids to succeed. We might be afraid that if we don't give them this money and we know that they're using it for drugs, but if we don't give it to them, they're going to end up going to do something crazy out in the streets and get killed. So you see nine times out of 10, the mother is the one that's pretty much the one that's like, you know, fighting over the fact that they want that child to change where the father typically disconnects. There are some episodes where you see the father still connect, you know, still kind of be that person. But typically it's the mom and the father's just like, I don't even know why you even still help him. I, you know, it, it causes a, a, like it pretty causes, um, issues within their marriage because of the fact that mom won't let go, dad's disconnected. And he's like, what are you doing? So I say all that to say, it's kind of like how the attitude that my father had over, over some time, he pretty much disconnected from me. I, you know, and I disconnected from him. So as I'm seeking this prince, someone to kind of like show me love and show me that I'm important. I was really looking for my father and, um, you know, that there's a lot of quotes and I think it's powerful. The ones that say that fathers are a girl's first love and fathers are a son's first hero. So we look at these people in our households because those are the first people we're connected to, to show us like they're examples of what a woman or a man is supposed to be. So I've lost that or I didn't have that connection. So I find myself as a young girl looking for love where I was really just looking for the love of my father. And, you know, over time there was healing over time. There was, we kind of, you know, connected. And that's why I talk about being a father is not just being present physically, but it's also emotionally because yes, we lived in the same household. I saw him on a regular basis, but emotionally there was a disconnect and, um, it it probably had a lot to do with my behavior. You know, this, that idea of, you know, I kind of give up on her because she's not doing what she's supposed to do. She's embarrassing our name. I'm just embarrassed to be her father right now. 
you know, which I, which I can understand people can be led to that point. So looking for that love, you know, just got me in a lot of like situations where I, I tell the young people, like I kissed a lot of frogs, like in the movies, I kissed a lot of frogs and they didn't turn into prince, prince, princes. So as I got into a marriage, an abusive marriage, I mean, it just made sense. You know, people that have, as they say, like daddy issues end up being in situations like that. They end up being in situations where they might be abused or hurt because they're searching for that love. And sometimes you don't respect or love yourself enough to understand you need to love yourself first. You're seeking for it so much that you put up with stuff that you shouldn't. So for me, just in that journey of self-awareness that I have now and just reflecting on life and things I've been through, what for me represents a father again is someone that is not just physically present but being present emotionally as well giving you that wisdom because yes you can be there paying all the bills you can be there uh, you know being the provider but you have to provide from the emotional standpoint and the the wisdom standpoint because again if you just think about it from the mindset of I'm a representative of what my child might seek for in a man or in a woman in a case for a mother that I need to be able to show them what um, providing financially, providing emotionally, providing even from the spiritual sense looks like. So for me, it means providing and being present emotionally, um, not just physically. Also, it means leading, but leading with love and respect. Sometimes people taint leadership and they think leadership is from the aspect of, I'm gonna like rule with the iron fist. Leading means like you shut up and I do everything. But again, you know, from the spiritual sense, you know, we came, a woman comes from the rib of a man. Like we're like their help me. We're supposed to be a helper. So we have to look at it from the sense of we should be supporting each other complimenting each other not one person is over the other person like a tyrant so when I say love and respect it's kind of like yes you might agree to disagree like in any other relationship but there is leadership in love and respect where we confide in each other we support each other um if it's a you know if it's a spouse type of situation we support each other we love each other because again our children are looking back at us as representatives of what a father and a mother looks like so someone that leads in love and respect The next thing is wisdom. You know, I talked about it earlier. Wisdom is super important. When something goes down, I hear a lot of parents that I talk to, like, I don't want to talk to my kids about what I experienced, what I went through, but why don't you? I know you don't, you know, you don't want to make it seem like you're telling them to go smoke weed because you did it. And I know you hope that you're not telling them if you tell them about, you know, promiscuity or, you know, that that person you hooked up with prom night, you're afraid they're going to do it too, but... I think that we do need to relate to our kids in some kind of way, but from the wisdom standpoint. So we're not just telling the story like, man, I got so drunk when I was in high school, but you're actually pouring into them in a way of educating them on the aspect of uh, what you've learned from that. Yeah, I did this when I was in high school, but this is what I learned from that wisdom. Wisdom for me means giving you, you know, yes, we have a story, but you're getting like some applicable nuggets from it. Things that you're going to apply in your life so you don't make the same mistakes that I've made. Or also letting you know that, yes, there was a time where I was so stressed in my academics that I needed to go get a tutor. Like talk to them about that stuff. I think connecting to our children in that aspect is extremely important. So I think from the aspect of fatherhood and even motherhood, I feel like as we're talking, this applies to both that wisdom is important. And the last thing is faithfulness. And I don't mean like by not cheating, which I I mean, that is important as well. Yes, we need to make sure that 
you know, um, we are, are, people make mistakes. You know, I don't even want to say that everyone has to be faithful. I think that is something that's extremely important. Faithfulness and honoring your spouse or honoring the person that you're with is extremely important. But when I say faithful, I mean faithful in all aspects, faithful in, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to support you. And I am not, I'm going to put myself in, or I'm not going to put myself in situations where I could get caught up with someone else. So faithfulness to me, like just wraps around so many different things. Um, so faithfulness will be like the last thing I say, being faithful, not of course, sharing your body or, or getting intimate or cheating on the person, but also faithfulness from the aspect of I'm there for you. I'm there to support you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you from the aspect of I have faith in you. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to lead you. And I'm going to do all these things to represent what a father looks like. And again, this applies to being a mother too. So remember, remember to think about these things when you're doing your homework tonight. And I'm going to give you homework, write down what a father means to you, even write down what a mother means to you. And when you're in a space where you're dating people, am I attracting people or am I allowing people who do exude these type of qualities and flip it around? Am I exuding these same type of qualities within myself? Because we cannot expect, remember, we cannot expect people to be these amazing people and no one is perfect, but we can expect have all these expectations if we don't walk the walk also. So check yourself and make sure that you are also being a representative of what a father or a mother or a future spouse or a friend looks like. Are you looking for motivation? Are you looking for inspiration? Are you looking to transform a certain area of your life? Well, you need to check out Speak Fire and that's fire with the Y. We are four like-minded individuals who have come together to inspire the masses. I am the host of Internal Fire, Aisha Thomas, and that is where we empower you from the inside out. If you are a leader, you have to check out the podcast called Leadership Fire with Michael G. For you students out there, check out Bobby Berg's podcast called Student Fire. And for you young people, Sean B. has the coolest podcast and it's going to get you lit from the inside out. So check us out on social media at SpeakFire. And again, fire with the Y. Or go to SpeakFire.com. Now go and get caught up with those episodes today.